1: Hey, inclined listeners, looking to start your own podcast? Let me tell you about Anchor. First of all, it's free. There's creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or your computer. Now, you can even add any song from Spotify directly to your episodes. Anchor will distribute your podcast for you so you can have it heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many more. You can make money from your podcast as well with no minimum listenership. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. Download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. Welcome to The Incline, your Dodgers podcast for Dodgers talk, rumors, updates, and everything Dodgers. It's now time for the words
0: that are recited before each and every game here at Dodger Stadium. Take it away, Finn. It's time for Dodger baseball.
1: What's up, guys? It's November 22nd, Friday morning, and I'm going to Vegas this weekend, so pretty excited to see what happens. You know, they say what happens in Vegas stays in Vegas want to wish everyone a very happy thanksgiving as well you know that's right around the corner we got of course david rosenthal
2: on the show what's up david what's up kevin uh jealous you're going to vegas uh but excited to talk some dodgers and uh some other stuff we're gonna debut a new segment uh we don't have a name for it yet but we'll call it spitball segment right now courtesy of uh whitman on twitter where we each just talk about Whatever's on our mind, one random non-Dodgers topic. So that's, stay tuned for that. should be exciting. I got a good story for y'all.
1: Speaking of off-topic, are you a Black Friday shopper?
2: You know, I'm not really a Black Friday shopper. I, I tend to stay away from the crowds and just kind of, uh, you know, I, I'm a Cyber Monday guy, if that helps.
1: Oh, yeah. The way of the future. Mm-hmm. Well, there hasn't been that much excitement going on the, in the Dodgers offseason thus far. But we did have recent news. The Dodgers' 40-man roster is officially full. They added Mitchell White, DJ Peters, and Zach McKinstry to this 40-man roster to protect them from the 2019 Rule Five Draft. One one name that didn't make the cut, though, was Jordan Sheffield. Uh, what are okay. your thoughts on any of these guys?
2: Yeah, I was surprised they left Sheffield off and they put McKinstry on because that was clearly the the decision. Uh, I think Peters and uh, White were always going to be on there. Uh, McKinstry, he did uh, find success late in the year with AAA. I think he hit around three eighty. He's a utility guy; can play all over the field. Uh, But Sheffield's—you know—he was their first-round pick in 2016. Uh, He struggled. Uh, pretty mightily in the minors he, you know he, he put it together in, in double a and single a uh, a little bit but he he hasn't really lived up to the first round talent he hasn't had the success of you know say Dustin May you know Gavin Lux type numbers uh, so yeah I'll, I'll be interested to see if a team picks him up in the rule five draft uh, hopefully the Dodgers are able to keep him but with his you know raw talent I would expect the team to take him off the Dodgers hands.
1: For sure. I've never heard of McKinstry, to be honest, but I have heard of future Red Sox players, Mitchell White and DJ Peters. <laughs> just to inform you guys.
2: Always on the Mookie Betts uh, Hill. Oh, yeah, We're,
1: we're going to get to that later, but I mean, following the Dodgers is enough work as it is. So I understand for those of you out there that aren't following the AAA numbers, but just to keep you guys a little caught up, Mitchell White was four and six last season with a five oh nine ERA between double A AA and triple A. And then DJ Peters had a pretty nice minor league season as well in the A AA and triple A, combining for two forty nine batting average with twenty-three home runs, eighty one RBIs. So he would definitely fill the void of Mookie bets per se if the Dodgers make this move.
2: Yeah. You know, this is, you know, there's, if I can say one thing about you, it's you stick to your guns. Uh, you know, you, you live on your Hills and if, if the time comes you die on them, uh, I, I, it's very commendable quality. Uh, I do not think the Dodgers are going to trade for Mookie Betts. Uh, you know, he's on, they'll have to pay him and give up a bunch of prospects. Uh, but you know, if any team has the firepower to land bets, it's, it's the Dodgers, uh, you know, we've talked about it before. He's, I, I've mentioned his, his poor postseason numbers. Uh, I, I just don't see the value. I just don't see Andrew Friedman being the guy to, A, give up a slew of prospects for bets, and then, B, have to pay him.
1: When Mookie Betts becomes a Los Angeles Dodger, whether it's right field or center field or even left field, we're going to name that portion of the outfield, Ebb Field in honor of the old Brooklyn ballpark. Very clever. Well, the Dodgers' forty-man roster is full, and I just can't imagine this being the final set of guys heading into opening day. Someone's got to go, and who do you think it's going to be?
2: Yeah, uh, well, you got to look at the guys who are out of options, uh, which means you know you can't send them to AAA. And the first name that pops off is for me is our favorite uh, Yimi Garcia. Oh no, uh, I don't see him breaking, you know, the, being on the opening day roster, uh, you know, it's, he's had a rough, you know, he was solid if he wasn't giving up home runs, but the problem was he gave up 15 of them in relief. Uh,
1: Who's to say say that that doesn't get corrected in 2020.
2: It could. I mean, there's no, there's no way, you know, he's got the stuff. It's just, he's never been able to really become an elite reliever, which, and the Dodgers at this point are just, are just forcing it. Uh, Aside from Yimmy, Uh, You know, you, you got to wonder what they're going to do with Austin Barnes. Uh, You know, you got Ruiz seemingly, you know, pretty raw, but but might be ready to go uh, with Smith now having major league experience. Uh, So Barnes could be of value to a team who needs a solid defensive catcher. Uh, And aside from, from those guys, you know, I I don't know about Kyle Garlick. Uh, I don't see, I could see him being in a trade. I could see, and the the last guy I could definitely see being a trade is Ross Stripling. Uh, you know, he he could be a, a solid back end starter for a, a slew of teams. And you know, if the Dodgers are planning on adding a starting pitcher this season, I think that about writes the book on Ross Stripling and Dodger blue.
1: Yeah, I feel like I've been trying to push for a Ross Stripling trade for two years now, and it's just time. Like it is, he, for he's sure. a solid pitcher for a underachieving team but for the Dodgers he just doesn't get the job done to me one guy that's got to really go because Yumi Garcia I'm not giving up on him just yet I think he's kind of like the next Pedro Baez he's got the stuff he had a really low whip in 2019 but staying on task it's JT Chargois that guy Mm -hmm. is awful and then another guy I'm not too sold on he's had some nice flashes but Casey Sadler, another guy out of options. I don't know if he's got the stuff to last. And then let's not forget Jock Jock Peterson is a guy who this could finally be the year he gets dealt.
2: Yeah, I I like what I like Chargois and Sadler being possible, you know, trade candidates. Uh, They're both, as you mentioned, out of options. And uh, as for Peterson, you know, he's been in the rumors for what was it three years now? Uh, you know, at some point, I think last season he was basically, everyone was saying he was basically already traded to the White yeah, Sox. Um, that's true. but you know, he's been one of the teams and it's slim pickings. He's been one of the only guys who's actually done something in the postseason. Uh, you know, he hit 36 home runs last year with a two fifty batting average, which was his, uh, you know, his career high. Uh, you know, he's not, a uh, he's not atrocious in the outfield he's a capable fielder so i'd like to see him hang on to jock you know he's not he's still young uh you know he's got power and as i mentioned you know he's he's been one of the only uh you know successful postseason hitters yeah Uh, he struggled in the world series in, in 2018 for sure uh but in uh houston uh against the cheating astros uh he hit 333 with three home runs in that world series Uh, So, you know, he's been one of the few guys who's had success in the postseason.
1: Yeah, I mean, he definitely has proven himself. He owned Charlie Morton or sorry, he owned Joe Musgrove in the World Series, as you just mentioned, from the cheating Astros. Mm -hmm. And the only issue with Jock is if he could just hit left handed pitchings, this guy would be the all around package. He'd be up there with Cody Bellinger. Um, as one of the top players in baseball and speaking of Cody Bellinger award season is finally done and Cody Bellinger cleaned up tell us about what Cody Bellinger accomplished
2: well I mean he accomplished everything any player could accomplish you know he, he got the silver slugger he got the gold glove in right field and obviously most notably the National League MVP award over Christian Yelich and Anthony Rendon He had one of the best seasons in decades for anyone in terms of all around. Uh, You know, he could have, you know, if he would have played the whole season at first base, he would have got a gold glove at first base. Uh, I think he had 22 total defensive runs saved. And we all know about his monster offensive numbers. Absolutely. Uh, If this guy can even replicate, you know, 75% of what he did last year in 2020, uh, the Dodgers are in real good shape. Uh, Because I think this team is going to be super hungry in 2020. I don't think they they like how 2019 ended. And I think they're going to be on a mission as opposed to, you know, dealing with the expectations of, okay, it's time to win a World Series. I think this team is going to come out and just do their thing day in and day out.
1: Definitely. Didn't you tweet something about Cody Bellinger being the first Dodger to win all these awards at?
2: I did, yeah. He was the first Dodger in history to win – an MVP, a gold glove, and rookie of the year in his career. And he's 24 years old.
1: (laughs) Yeah, that's pretty awesome. Cody Bellinger has been the real deal ever since his call-up on my birthday of April 25th against the Giants. Well, um, yeah, I like what you're saying about the Dodgers coming into the, the 2020 season motivated, wanting to redeem themselves. I can't wait to talk about all that stuff later on once we get to spring training because I have lots of tactics of how the Dodgers can get through 2020 and ensure a successful postseason run this go around but I mean we're only in November and that leads us perfectly to MLB free agents we finally got some action let's start with your number one dream guy Will Smith the left-handed pitcher signing with the Braves
2: this one hurt me uh you know I this is the guy I've been banging on the table for Uh, You know, he's a dominant left-handed reliever, something the Dodgers have lacked for years. Uh, He would have been the perfect complement to take over for Kenley Jansen when he inevitably is unable to close in the ninth inning. And, you know, the Braves, the Braves are are, are a serious worry at this point. Uh, You know, they have starting pitching. They have, you know, a a very, very good offense built around Freeman, Acuna, and Albies. Uh, They're in it for Donaldson again. And uh, they did also sign Chris Martin, uh, re-sign Chris Martin to a two-year deal, I believe. Uh, so this team, you know, their GM Alex Anthopoulos, you know, he 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 crafted that Blue Jays team that made it to the ALCS, I believe, with Bautista and Carnacion, Price. Uh, so he's not afraid to go go out and get it.
0: And yeah.
2: uh, the the Will Smith signing, uh, that one hurt me to my core because I was banging on the table for the Dodgers to trade. will smith two years ago when the giants got him from milwaukee for a for a mid-level prospect who ended up doing nothing um so it sucks uh you know there's no there's no way around it and he was the clear top prize in the relief market and everything below him is is in a different category
1: yeah i mean i have to agree the will smith thing was kind of weird i was just hanging out in arizona at a mall next thing i see he signs with the braves and i guess he ultimately gave some type of ultimatum saying either he's going to take the best offer that day, or he's taking the giants qualifying offer. So he wasn't messing around.
2: Yeah, that was, that was, yeah, that was an interesting bargaining play by him and his agent. Uh, I haven't, I haven't seen that one before, but and now he got his, he got his three-year deal.
1: Yes. He didn't want to get, he didn't want to pull Kimbrel, I guess. Another yep. big name. This one went down today and <laughs> I'm proud to say I predicted the team correct. The the money more than I expected, but Yasmani Grandal, the former Dodger, last year he was an all-star with the Brewers. He agreed to a four-year, $73 million deal with the Chicago White Sox. And this Chicago team, they're not playing around.
2: No, they're not. Uh, You know, they have a bunch of young talent. Uh, They're ready to spend more money. And uh, this was actually the biggest deal in White Sox history, which is surprising since it was, you know, in today's day and age, 73 million isn't that shocking. Uh, But they have a very good young team. I think they're going to go after maybe a Puig or a Castellanos or even a Rendon. Rendon. Um, Yeah. Uh, So, you know, they're someone to watch uh, in the next few years.
1: I mean, imagine if they get – Rendon on that team. Now all of a sudden, we're talking about a lineup with Elroy Jimenez, Juan Moncada, Anthony Rendon, Yasmani Grandal, Tim Anderson. They very well are going to run away with the AL Central and maybe give the Yankees a run for their money. And then, of course, their pitching—it's going to be phenomenal. Just keep an eye out on this guy. I believe his name is Michael Kopech. He had Tommy John yeah. surgery, but he'll be back. He and will. Luca- Lucas Giolito. Uh, I don't remember if he finished in the top three for Cy Young, but he was up there. He had a great season.
2: Lucas Shulito, side note, out of Harvard Westlake School in Los Angeles. Played basketball with him for a little bit. Nice, <laughs> very nice guy.
1: That's awesome. So, yeah, that's the White Sox. And then, of course,
2: and, uh the, Sorry, and uh, they got Luis Robert, top prospect, coming up too.
1: Yeah, so this team is ready. They're going to be one of the teams of the future. Who knows, maybe we'll get a Dodgers-White Sox World Series just like they played each other back in 1955, I believe. I'm not going that far,
2: but they'll be good.
1: <laughs> Fair enough. I can't wait for the off-season show where we're going to do the wins totals. It's going to be fun. So stay tuned for that one, guys. we got to wait till a little after spring training, though. Yeah. Looks like the Dodgers are going to – I'm seeing it everywhere, and I guess people are accepting it, that they're heavily linked to Drew Pomerantz. I guess yep. it is what it is.
2: Of course they are. You know, he's a mid-level guy who they think in their system can get it done. Uh, you know, he, he did find it uh, last year as a reliever with Milwaukee. He had 2.39 ERA in 26.1 innings. Uh, you know, he could be with with Arias moving to the rotation. I, I think he, he slides into that role. And let's not forget that if Craig Council had just left Pomeranz in, the Nationals may not have won that wild card game.
1: Yeah, thanks a lot, Josh Hader. You really changed history for a lot of teams. Mm-hmm. Well, what have you what have you been up to? Sorry, what have you been up to last offseason so far? Tell us about things.
2: Well, you know, just grinding to work, waiting for the Dodgers to uh, you know do something. Uh, but I think this is a good time for our new segment. Uh, where we each talk about something not Dodgers related. Uh I don't we don't have a name for it yet. We'll stay tuned for a name, but this one should be an exciting segment in the offseason. Kevin, do you want to start us off?
1: Sure. Well so far this offseason, I gotta say basketball is keeping my sports fandom alive. I'm not a depressed Lakers fan this year. Los Angeles has become a basketball town again. I mean, the Clippers had a great win over the Celtics last night. And then of course the Lakers best record in the NBA, I believe they're 13 and two now or something. Mm -hmm. LeBron James killing it. Anthony Davis dealing with some injuries, but they're beating everyone. Um, Yeah. So I mentioned earlier, I'm going to Las Vegas and I want to do some betting guys. So tweet me at Klein 25. You should be able to find my Twitter handle easily or if you're already following me give me some bets I want to do football I want to do basketball I want to bet Lakers I don't think I'm going to do baseball it's a little too early right now but definitely some games on Sunday I'm eyeing maybe I'll just go play it safe and bet the Browns over the Dolphins I really don't know what about you
2: well you know I I like I stay tuned with the NFL a lot uh you know this week there's a lot of good games Uh, I like the Browns over the Dolphins for sure Ravens-Rams is going to be interesting. Uh, I would take, obviously, the Steelers over the Bengals, depending on the spread. Yeah. And, uh, you know, other than that, the, the Bucks versus the Falcons, I would take the over in that game. Two terrible teams, three, both 3-7 three and seven with high-powered offenses. Uh, so I like the over in that game. Good call. All right. My topic is a little out there, uh, but if you stay tuned with me and just – let me get through this. You may, I may make you a believer. Aliens. I'm a big alien guy. I'm a, I'm a huge proponent that UFOs are real and aliens are real. So I'm going to tell you a little story. Okay? This, is a, this, this occurred in 2004 off the coast of the Pacific Ocean. It was the USS Nimitz Carrier Strike, strike Group, which included a nuclear-powered carrier called the USS Princeton. They were conducting a series of drills and the Princeton's highly advanced radar had been picking up mysterious objects for several days by then. The Navy called them AAVs, or anomalous aerial vehicles, but we call them UFOs. The senior radar operator at the time said his screen showed well over 100 AAVs over the course of the week. Watching them on display was like watching snow fall from the sky. And he said his AAVs appeared at an altitude greater than 80,000 feet, far higher than commercial or military jets typically fly. The radar team didn't believe what they saw, chalking the anomalies up to equ- equipment malfunction, but after they determined that everything was operating as it should have been, they dro- and the AAVs dropped with astounding speed to lower busier airspace. The commander approached uh, or they, the team approached the commander of the ship about taking action. So... Two fighter planes were diverted to intercept one of the strange objects when they first arrived on the scene the pilots didn't see anything, but they did observe what the lead pilot commander David Fravor later referred to as a disturbance in the ocean. The water was churning with white waves breaking over what looked like a large object under the surface. They noticed one of the objects flying about 50 feet above the water. Fravor, the commander of the elite Black Aces Squadron, who was a Top Gun program graduate with more than 16 years of experience, described it about 40 feet long, shaped like a tic-tac candy with no obvious means of propulsion. It's white, it has wings, it has no rotors, he said. Another, Another Navy pilot who served as Fravor's wingman backed him up on the story. And as Fravor flew around it, he said the craft ascended and came right at the plane, and all of a sudden it turns rapidly, Accelerates beyond anything I've ever seen, and it's gone. It accelerated into the distance. The carrier and the fighter plane tried to chase it, but they couldn't reach it. And if you're interested, I have the video they were able to capture. It's an infrared video, but there's so many stories just like this that intrigue me. Uh, most of them are tied with you know our nuclear facilities or stuff like that. But I'm a, you know I'm gonna take my tinfoil hat off now. Uh, but that story to me is pretty riveting just because, you know, these guys are, you know, top military guys, officials. They're not just, you know, a crazy old man in his farm saying he saw a UFO. These are like legit, uh, you know, capable, smart Americans saying, saying these stories. Uh, so, again, it was the USS Nimitz Carrier Strike Group, 2004, and this is often referred to as the Tic Tac UFO.
1: Very interesting. You get all that, Kevin? No, but <laughs> very fascinating stuff. Um, I was going to ask you, so you think aliens have landed on planet Earth?
2: Uh yeah, 100%. Uh,
1: very interesting. Do you think there's any baseball players who might be an alien?
2: Uh, whew, maybe Mike Trout. Maybe Mike Trout.
1: Maybe Mike Trout. Nah, he seems too nice of a guy to be an alien.
2: Well, he's got to fit in, you know. He can't make himself too To you know out there
1: that's true well is there anything else you wanted to add i'm an alien believer i definitely think there's life all over the galaxies
2: absolutely you know i mean there's it for me it goes back to you know the ancient times where they you know they have all these cave paintings and all these stories of like you know things coming down from the sky and with like you know what basically describing like crafts and, and planes. And you know, I, I believe what like ancient people mistook as gods were were aliens visiting Earth. And call me crazy. I, I you know I've I realize that's a you know quite an extreme belief, but I think it's certainly possible.
1: Tom DeLong, lead singer of Blink one eighty two, my favorite band, he's a very big alien guy. I think he even worked for the government a little bit tracking down aliens. So yeah. Yeah, two got something in common there.
2: Mm-hmm. There's a whole rabbit rabbit hole of of stories and conspiracies, and you know, there's a bunch of dark projects they call them where there's just an insane amount of budget the government pays, and even you know, Congress and all those people don't know anything about what they're doing. It's a whole it's a whole uh, rabbit hole that we'll never truly get the uh, full scope on, but uh, military. Military industrial complex, Dwight Eisenhower. He's, he warned us.
1: What I was going to say is I've watched some of those late night specials about people getting abducted by aliens and don't know if they're telling the truth or they're legit crazy. Maybe they were just high AF. Mm Going to avoid the explicit there. Maybe they're telling the truth, but if anyone got probed, feel free to tweet. David Rosenthal.
2: <laughs> yeah, you can tweet me at underscore the real D Rose. I want to hear all your alien beliefs and stories. And also, side note, ancient aliens on the History Channel gives us real alien believers a bad name. Because that guy <laughs> that guy is off the wagon. I, I like what he has to say sometimes, but sometimes he gets way too far into it, and he looks like he just got electrocuted, and he gives us a bad name.
1: I'm sorry to hear that. Yeah. Are you ready to move on?
2: Uh, yes, I could talk about this all day, though.
1: Okay. Well, I feel bad because our other co-host, Ian, is unavailable this evening. So we're going to really dive into it later on. But everyone want, this is the hottest story in the MLB, the Astros, the most pathetic franchise arguably in sports history because they got busted cheating with all types of technology advantages. What do you think?
2: Shameful. It's, uh, you know, if you if follow John Boy on Twitter, uh, you know, you've seen all his breakdowns and, you know, analysis. Uh, he actually just came out with another one uh, an hour ago. Uh, he's got a, a uh, software engineer uh, developer guy who used AI to analyze hours of Astros games and decoded the two different whistles uh, in the 2017 World Series. Uh, so, you know, they, they, the Dodgers got screwed. Uh, they got absolutely screwed. Uh, you know, it was, uh, the whole operation, uh, from top to bottom is, is, is gross. It's, you know, it's, it's Black Sox scandal-esque. Uh, I hope Rob uh, Manfred brings down the swift hammer of justice. Uh, I would like to see a post-season ban. I would like to see draft picks taken away. I would like to see suspensions from, for AJ Hinch and, and whoever else was involved. Yeah. Um, it's, it's it's just very upsetting. You know, Dodger fans had, were forced to, you know, deal with the, the harsh 2017 World Series ending for years, and now all of this is just bringing it back up and making everyone mad, and they deserve to be punished. Uh, and for, for that, and on record, any team that has done what they did deserves to be punished. So if it comes out later that the Dodgers did the same thing, they deserve to be punished too. But i just like to say right now it's just the Astros and the, the hammer of justice better come down hard, or I will lose all respect for Rob Manfred.
1: I completely agree. Hashtag Give It Back. That's Remember right, that. Give It
2: Back. I don't even. I don't want the Dodgers to get the 2017 World Series. I want them to win it. We, I want them to win their own World Series. I want. I, but I would like to see an asterisk Barry Bond style uh, on on the 2017 championship. USC Reggie Bush style.
1: I want that trophy. In the Dodgers trophy case, we worked too damn hard for this. Imagine being that team that scored. Sorry. Imagine being that team that gave up 12 runs at home only to top them because you cheated and you scored 13. That is just a laughing stock that the Astros pitchers were involved in a 13 to 12 game when they had a huge leg up on the Dodgers. That just shows how good L.A. truly was in 2017.
2: Uh, Yeah. I mean, they, they clearly deserve to win it. Uh, You know, it's just, I I wouldn't, I I don't think they're even going to consider giving them the the trophy and I I don't want it. Uh, You know, I want the world series to be there when they do win the world series. I want it to be clean and I want them celebrating when the final out is made.
1: It'll be the ultimate redemption story. And Alex Wood is truly the goat of 2017. If he was able to take a no hitter into the sixth inning against the cheating team.
2: That's right. And last thing I'll say on it is you Darvish kind of gets off here a little bit. Uh, you know, he was, he was terrible. There's no doubt, but knowing now, knowing everything I know now, I, I don't put this as much I don't, I don't give him as much responsibility as I did before the scandal.
1: I'm still not there yet, but I will give him <laughs> a little bit of the benefit of the doubt. I still think he was terrible game three. Oh yeah. He was was, for sure. And then of course, game seven, we don't need to go down that route. Last thing I want to say is the Dodgers acquired a Houston Astro last season and his name was Tyler white. Mm -hmm. And I don't remember his batting average off the top of my head, but I believe it was either at a hundred or below. And he had the inside scoop and he did not tell anybody what the Astros were up to. I know he lost 100 pounds or whatever by going on the biggest loser but (laughs) truly he is ass because he didn't do jack squat coming to the dodgers assuming we didn't cheat as well
2: well uh, i don't know what he would have wanted him to do uh you know what is he gonna do in 2019 you gotta tell the team what's up well, if he, if they, Dodgers had got to the World Series against the Astros, I would hope so.
1: I don't know. If they were going to leave him off the roster. He might be a bitter guy.
2: Well, <laughs> I don't know about that. I, I, I don't know the guy. Obviously, we haven't seen that much of him in Dodger blue. It's nice to see he found his – they found that thyroid condition, which helped him lose weight. That's uh, true. Or uh, he may have gone on the biggest loser, as you mentioned. That is <laughs> – that is unknown at the time, at this time. But, you know, I, I don't know what, I, I can't expect anything out of Tyler White. There was nothing he could have done. I'm just glad Mike Fires, the former Astros, oh, yeah. that came out with all this.
1: True hero. Threw a no-hitter against the Dodgers, and he redeems himself by exposing the frauds that the Astros were. Tyler White, early candidate to not make it out of spring training. But <laughs> moving on. We got two segments left. We got trade rumors or Hall of Fame ballot. Which one would you like to start with?
2: Uh, Let's do trade rumors.
1: Okay. The latest that I've heard is there's two names. Well, there's three names. Francisco Lindor is the one. We already, nothing's really changed regarding that. But starting to hear some little noises that Chris Bryant could be linked to the Dodgers. And are you a fan of that type of trade?
2: Absolutely. Uh, I would love that. Chris Bryant is an all-world player. He can play third and he can play the outfield, uh, which gives them flexibility to play Turner some games at third, some games at first. Bryant has the skill set of, you know, what Andrew Friedman loves. He's got power, plays good defense. Uh, I don't know what it would take to get Chris Bryant. Uh, I would assume since the Cubs may be, you know, trying to get a little bit of a rebuild going, um, I assume it would take at least two top prospects. Uh, but yeah, I would take Chris Bryant over Mookie Betts 10 out of 10 times. Oh, really? Mm-hmm. That's.
1: I feel like I kind of started this whole Chris Bryant trade back in late October, I believe. Came mm-hmm. up with an article stating, Chris Bryant to the Dodgers makes too much sense. And mm-hmm. maybe Friedman saw it, don't know. Um, to your point that... I think they could give um, the Cubs Jeter Downs, maybe that first round pick, Cody Haas. I don't know. Posey. Yeah. Mm -hmm. He's a third baseman. Perfect fill-in. But yeah, I don't think it's going to cost the Dodgers too much. And Ross Stripling, perfect connection to the Cubs. He seems like the type of player the Cubs are going to want in their rotation.
2: Yeah, I could definitely see, you know, some package of, you know, maybe like a Maybe if I think it's gonna take more than what you mentioned. The, off the top of my head, I, I could see it being DJ Peters, Kyber Ruiz, Jock, and Stripling.
1: I don't think they want Ruiz because they have Wilson Contreras, but maybe we give them another good pitcher and yeah, it's a deal.
2: Mm-hmm. Possibly.
1: Or move Contreras. Yeah, if they move Contreras, I don't know if they're moving Bryant. Just saying.
2: Well, I meant move Contreras to, to third or something.
1: Oh. Okay. Yeah. Definitely could see that then. Um, Yeah, we already talked about Mookie Betts. I don't want to get repetitive, but it looks like a lot of people are starting to jump on the Mookie Betts train. And we don't know exactly what the Red Sox are looking for. I think it's going to be pitchers. Some people think it'll take hitters. I think the Red Sox want pitchers. David Price, a name to keep your eye out on. He's apparently on the trading block, and a team like the Texas Rangers might be gunning for him.
2: I don't know if anyone's gunning for David Price. That contract is brutal.
1: Yeah, it's pretty Grinky esque, but I yeah, Grinky at this point is a more valuable commodity than David Price.
2: And I think I'm not sure how long how long Price has left on his contract. I know Grinky only has two years. I, I think, think they signed they signed at, the same year. So Price I, my, signed in 2017, but it was a seven year deal. Uh, yeah, you're right. Or no. Price has three years left on his deal. Okay. For thirty-two million a year, which is tough yeah. sledding.
1: Okay, you got that extra year. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I would really like some more trade rumors to heat up. Come on, hot stove. I know it's only November, but this is what Dodger fans live for. Give it's a us a slow those burn
2: right now. It's a real slow burn. Will Smith stoked the fire. He has money ground <laughs> doll, brought it up to a three on the oven. That's and uh, you know Rendon and Cole will will bring it up to a to a ten.
1: Old reliable Bob Nightingale thinks that the White Sox could be linked to Zach Wheeler. Don't know if I buy that, but that definitely changes things. That itself. basically
2: rules out the White Sox getting Zach Wheeler.
1: <laughs> if, yeah.
2: if Bob Bob says it, it ain't happening.
1: Yeah, uh, fair enough. He is one of the he's, worst. He's
2: the he's the jinx of all jinxes. <laughs>
1: He's right there with Bill Plasky. I got to agree with you. <laughs> okay. Hall of Fame. Well, I'm pretty fired up about this one. I want to pull up the candidates. Of course, Barry Bonds is on the ballot. I believe Roger Clemens is on the ballot, but Derek Jeter headlines the 2020 class and rumor has it. He could be a unanimous guy. You think Derek Jeter is going to get hundred percent of the votes?
2: I think he could. I, I mean, Rivera is the only one who has received a unanimous selection. Uh, I don't understand how it's possible that Ken Griffey Jr., I believe, yeah. came, up, came up one vote or two votes short.
1: Uh, was, I looked it up because I saw your tweet, and I saw you were pretty mad. He and, actually had three. It was three guys who didn't vote for him.
2: Three guys. That's that's just mind-blowing to me. And they never revealed themselves. I, I wouldn't if I – I mean <laughs> – that's pretty cowardly no that's a pretty cowardly no vote, so it's, I wouldn't expect anything less. Um, I, I could see Jeter getting what, what Griffey got. I could see a couple guys saying, looking at the overall, you know body of work. Uh, you know, because in, in my mind, Derek Jeter is a top five shortstop, but I, I do not think he is oh. a, the number one shortstop of all time. I think he is slightly overrated. I think the, the play, of him flipping the ball to home plate saving the game is what's in a lot of people's mind and you know he's got the captain of the yankees the great dynasty of of that time so i I think he's slightly overrated no doubt deserves to be in the hall of fame uh but i i I don't think he's uh, unanimous i think there's a few guys who who hold out if the if if guys held out for griffey i could see it holding out for jeter
1: definitely going to get to that in a second because I knew this was coming up, and I'm on the complete opposite side. Some of the names that are newly added to the ballot, we got Bobby Abreu, don't think he's a first ballot. Josh Beckett, I don't think he's a first ballot. Heath Bell, no. Eric Chavez, no. Adam Dunn, no. Sean Figgins, Rafael Fercal, former Dodger. Jason Giambi, steroids. (laughs) Raul Abanias, Derek Jeter, as for mentioned. Paul Canerco, no, Cliff Lee, uh, eventually, potentially Pena, Brad Penny, Soriano, and a couple other guys that don't matter. It's just, I think there's only going to be one guy that gets that 75% for the new. Well, uh, for the a newbies. couple
2: guys I'd like to point out Larry Walker uh, has been on the ballot, I believe, for a few years. I think he deserves to be in the Hall of Fame. That dude had an incredible career in Colorado. Uh, you know, he was a hitting machine. Uh, I would if if I was in the hall if I was a voter he would have my vote you know he had a career 72.7 war 383 home runs a 313 career batting average 1300 RBIs 965 OPS and 230 steals Uh, you know he played for what was it 17 years I believe Uh, he he had a well-rounded the Hall of Fame career in my mind. He won an MVP award. He was an all-star. He won a gold glove. Uh I would vote for Larry Walker. I would vote for Derek Jeter. I would not vote for Barry Bonds or uh Roger Clemens. And Kurt Schilling is a just a tough, yeah. tough one, you know because he's he he did enough on the field, I believe. Uh, but he's also kind of a jerk. Uh, True. So, you know, it's, it, I I don't know where I would stand on Kirk Schilling. I also, I'm not sold that that sock was bloody either. That, I, <laughs> <laughs> I I don't know. Maybe they had a McDonald's ketchup packet going on. I, I don't, I, I'm not fully sold that that was blood.
1: You could definitely Google the ballot. I think I'd only cast my vote for three guys and Larry Walker. I definitely agree. Yeah. Derek Jeter, of course. And I'm going to give my third vote to jeff kent i think he Hmm. it's his attitude that's kind of lost him a lot of votes but if you look up his career numbers for a second baseman he has some of the best offensive stats of all time for that position that's true and he played a lot of years in san francisco when the ball wasn't juiced true hitter true pitcher's ballpark
2: yeah, I would consider Kent. I probably wouldn't vote for him. Uh, but you know, I, I wouldn't be upset if he got in. Okay. Last now guy, that... one more guy. Okay. I forgot. I, I he's on the very bottom of the ballot, so I missed him. Todd Helton, the old Rockies first baseman, had a hell of a career. Similar to Larry Walker. He hit three sixteen in his career, sixty-one war, three hundred and sixty-nine bombs, fourteen hundred RBIs, nine fifty-three OPS. He did play in Colorado, which I think I think will come back to haunt him. Yes, Uh, but uh, you know, I think he deserved. He probably won't get in, but if if I was voting, he would have my vote. He was, you know, he was so good for so long. Uh, Quick Todd Helton story: I was a little kid asking for Todd Helton's autograph. I said, "Todd, you're my favorite player. Can I get an autograph?" And he turned around and said, "I'm not your favorite player, but I'll sign it (laughs) all." So. Cool Todd Helton story. He was a nice guy. Borderline Hall of Fame career.
1: Yeah. He had a rough ending to his career, which kind of put a little damper in his case. I think he'll get in eventually. Okay. Derek Jeter. This is a very divisive topic, and I never realized it until I saw it on Twitter just a couple days ago. There's a lot of people calling Derek Jeter overrated, and I just don't see how. Derek Jeter... Is the greatest shortstop of all time, and nobody can convince me otherwise. First of all, five World Series wins, not for just some random franchise, but for the Yankees. He played in the toughest market in all of sports. This is like Kobe Bryant playing for the Lakers, Tom Brady playing for the Patriots. He delivered under pressure. This guy hit over 300 in his career for the postseason. Um, a 308 hitter, yes. And of course, he has the most hits of all time in the playoffs, 200 of them. And he doesn't do it with the home runs. This guy knows how to get the ball in play. He does it with the singles, he does it with the doubles, hitting guys like Pedro Martinez, winning those five rings, like I said. Then, of course, six all time. He has over 3,400 hits, 310 hitter for his career, five gold gloves. I don't care if people call him a bad defensive shortstop. He was never going to move over for A-Rod, who did steroids, by the way. Derek Jeter is the captain. He is Mr. November. Not Honus Wagner, not Ernie Banks, not Ozzie Smith, but Derek Jeter, the greatest shortstop in MLB history. And I don't even think it's close.
2: Well, my my rankings, I you know, you mentioned some of the guys who I would put ahead of Derek Jeter. I would put, obviously, I was not even a thought uh when this guy played but honus wagner uh <laughs> you know his he is first in war among shortstops first in ops plus fourth in ops uh you know he hit 328 in his career 101 home runs when home runs weren't even you know that prominent 1700 RBIs 3400 hits uh and and you know Arod the steroids yeah uh you know i i Consider without the steroids, Arod gets gets the nod ahead of Jeter for me. And I would I would say I would probably put Cal Ripken and Ernie Banks ahead of Derek Jeter as well.
1: The thing with Honus Wagner is literally nobody on this planet has seen him play. So how do we even know what type of pitching he was facing? None of this is documented.
2: This if a tree falls in the forest and no one's there, do does it make a sound?
1: I don't know. That's my issue with Wagner. We don't know anything about him. He might've just been ahead of his era. If he was playing in the nineties.
2: Well, just... I mean, they had paper and pens to write down stuff. So. They did
1: not have ways to track velocity though. That's true. I but still,
2: I, I, it goes back to my original point of Derek Jeter being a phenomenal hall of fame player. Uh, but you know, he was in, he was on fantastic teams Uh, You know, he, he did everything. He's clutch. He's Mr. November. Uh, But I do think in terms of unanimous number one, best shortstop ever. I think in that conversation, he's a little bit overrated.
1: He is. And this is coming from a Dodgers fan. We're supposed to hate the Yankees, but there is no player in baseball. I respect more. Well, maybe besides Clayton Kershaw, but Derek Jeter up there because he did everything right. And I just wanted to pay tributes to this guy because he had such an important influence on my life growing up watching baseball. And if I'm not mistaken, I believe his last hit at Yankee stadium was a walk-off win.
2: Yeah, I think you're right.
1: Pretty epic career for Derek Jeter. And he also beat the Phillies in 2009 when I really hated the Phillies.
2: No doubt. (laughs) Extremely, extremely commendable career.
1: All right. Well, anything else you want to talk about, David? I know we're very thin on subjects because we're in that dead time of the year for baseball.
2: No, I do think the rumors and and the signings are going to start to heat up soon. I think last year was an anomaly with everything really happening in February, late January, maybe Uh, I think the ball really gets rolling in, in late December this year.
1: I hope so. And when that news comes, we will have it to break it down for you guys. Yes, we will. Everyone have a great Thanksgiving. Thank you for listening to The Incline. Make sure to follow Dodgers Lowdown. Read our articles. Follow us, our hot takes. Ian will be back. Got some exciting stuff in the future. Can't wait. Send me your alien takes
2: at at underscore the real D. Rose. I want all of them.
1: All right. Thank you, guys. Have a happy Black Friday.